Mercy and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we're going over season six, episode 10, Cure, a.k.a. Fry in the Slurm Factory, a.k.a. <laughs> Jonas in the Tritonin Factory. Because that is all I can think of. A.k.a. Soylent Green is gold! <laughs> oh, sad. Soylent, That's a good one. Soylent Violet is gold. So, so it... It's not green. It's kind of a yeah. It color. is violety. Yeah, or lavendery. Soylent lavender. Does it? Soil. Yeah, soylent. Soylent lavender. lavender sounds like something you pick up at like a, a hipster market. Yes. Uh, here's some soylent lavender to go with you're, your. You're gonna burn. I don't it. know. Yeah. You're gonna burn it. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna burn. After you sage your house, uh-huh. you soylent you lavender. You soylent lavender it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write that down. So this episode first aired. Oh, <laughs> by the way, before we get into the episode. I want to apologize. Oh, boy. Well, it's... Listen, I normally try to be really on top of my game, like, when doing the notes. But again, because of... And you can see from, like... Or you've heard from... We're still undergoing the move that seems like will never end. It's going to move in a couple weeks, but I haven't had the amount of time to like super dedicate to the note taking as I normally do. So I missed it for crying out loud last week. (gasps) And I missed that um, Ragnar did not just burn off his tattoo because he felt like it. His dad did it, which I know clearly, like, I just, I've missed, I've been off my game past So the good weeks. news is I don't know any of those things. So to me, well, you I are mean, still you did my next Like, we covered the episode where Ragnar was like, yeah, my dad did that, yo. But also, I don't remember it. You don't retain any <laughs> knowledge. I barely remember the, the episodes in my top five. <laughs> I literally I'm like which one's that one again? Forget that one which, too. Which one's which one's that one again? <laughs> why did I like it so much? Somebody tell me. Somebody tell me know. tell me why I like this. So um Yeah. But don't ask me like Gilmore Girls questions because I'll be like, actually, actually let me I will grace explain you. <laughs> let me push my glasses up in my nose. Actually. Let me grace explain this at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and pick then, a topic. And then yeah. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so as soon the move will be done, soon we'll be able to commit as much time as I normally do to the note-taking. It's just been a crazy couple of... Crazy month. Month is almost over. But we love you guys. We love you and thank you all. And I really thank you because the people who sent in those little notes did not, like... How dare you? They it's were, always very kind. They were very kind, which I greatly appreciate, and I am really, truly sorry. Thank you um, for your kindness but and I your tr- patience Yes, yes. Okay, so August 16th, 2002 <laughs> yeah. is when this episode first aired. Done. Written by Damon Kindler, directed by Andy Mitka. You know, we haven't... August 2002, I was probably at a warp Tour somewhere being a punk-ass kid. August 2002, I was, I think, at that point, I was either on my way or arriving to college. Oh. To my first... Yeah. I was, yeah, just unavailable to anybody. Like the most naive square freshman that's ever set foot on college before, like a college campus. Just fresh faced and nerd. Just. (laughs) 
Like, I, I don't was, think I talked to anyone for like a solid week. I was doing the whole, I'm going to a show. I'll be back later. And later <laughs> meant like the next day sometime. <laughs> Let's not talk about that anymore. <laughs> okay, so we have two guest stars in this episode. Allison Hasek, who, which I, again, killed butchered name. I apologize because Allison's awesome. We will see her again oh. in a very brief Yet very memorable role on Stargate Atlantis. Who, who does she play? Is that Zena? Or yes, is she? Okay. That's Zena. Because um, I'm like, she, there's only two female stars. There are. Yeah. There's only. But she plays a very small but very memorable, <gasps> great character in a, an episode in the first season of Atlantis. Prediction. Yes. She's an actual small person. She's an actual... Like, like not... Like, not fair, a, like Tinkerbell height. Yeah, like a like I can hold her yeah. in my hand. Uh-huh. Okay. She's an alien race of people that okay. I can hold in my hand. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to take a sip of... I'm going to... That's my prediction. <laughs> that was disturbing on the <laughs> microphone, I'm sure. And then uh, Gwyneth Walsh, who... Well, I don't know technically who... We don't know her host's name. Oh. She plays the host that is never named. Yeah. The, which, one, the, the one who's got an Alex Kingston vibe to she's her. She's a very Alex Kingston vibe. Which I dig I her. dig. Yeah. Um, but she's Kelma and later Egeria. Um, she's mostly unrecognizable oh. for her... No, she's recognizable here. What I'm saying is she's only... She's mostly unrecognizable for her most well-known role in sci-fi circles... I guarantee you've already seen her oh in your Star Trek rewatch <gasps> as one of the Dura sisters. She's I don't know what that is. Bator, like the two Klingon sisters oh. with like their boobs like all out. I, I think I have. I think yeah. I do know what that is. She's one of the two sisters. She's cool. Uh-huh. She just got way cooler. She's awesome. I dig her. I'm going to write Lursa her name Bator. What was her name again? Uh, her people Gwyneth, name? Gwyneth Welsh, but written in the most Welshian way that you've possibly written anything in Welsh. Gwyneth, uh, Gwyn the Walsh is yeah. what my, <laughs> my iPad decided her name is. Uh-huh. It's Gwyn the, the, the Walsh. Yeah, Gwyn the Walsh. Mm-hmm. It's Thanks. Like, Completely That's accurate. Good job, I'm proud As of you. to her name. Imagine, imagine my life trying to do homework on this thing. So we. Oh, can I just say my spell check on my tablet where I write my notes? Uh-huh. Spell checks to like all it knows now is Stargate names and Stargate terms. Mine knows how to spell gold and uh-huh. Tokra. It so knows how to spell it. both of those. Like I was doing something else and it spell check and it was like one word in one episode and it was like. My, it's so eager. My Stargate is my, my iPad is a huge Stargate fan, guys. Yeah, it's like, oh, I know this word. I've been here before. I've been here. When you're actually trying to spell like a real world word that uh-huh. has nothing to do with Stargate. Yeah. We arrive on Pangar. Oh, that's the name of this planet. Yeah, because Got they're it. the Pangarians. I knew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with its rolling fields and its archaeological digs, and everyone is waiting for SG1 to arrive, and we meet Dolan and Commander Tagar. Um, yes. And this is a first contact situation. This is the first time anyone on the planet is meeting an alien. Mm-hmm. Alien, in quotation marks. Alien. Uh, alien, which I find interesting considering what they do to Egeria. Like, right. Like, They're... you've had first contact, and you know that that is not something from your planet. Y- yeah. You, this is not your first contact. Maybe you, they mean with these aliens? With, like, humanoids? Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, and they might be a civil, and we'll cover this because it's a very sort of the main issue of the episode. Maybe this is a society that doesn't consider something that is not humanoid as necessarily a life form. That's true. I mean, I don't think that they would so easily do what they did if this if the if, the, if it were the, a humanoid um, that they were in the host case. body yeah. yeah even if it was a geria but like in a host body in the right. sarcophagus right they wouldn't be doing all this then True. again also a geria would be able to communicate with them but that's a whole other thing and she'd be like stop it dickhead <laughs> i mean that's what i would say basically <laughs> fuck off <laughs> um but they are well take I'm going to kill his name. I keep lost it. Dolan and Tigar. Thank you. Tigar is on high alert. For some reason, I keep going Tigar. 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 The wonderful thing about Tigars is (laughs) Tigars are wonderful things. things. Okay, so um, Commander Tigar is on high alert. He's concerned, like, about how much of a risk SG-1 or Earthlings or Tauri or whatever you want to call us will pose, which is, I think, how aliens would be received here on Earth. They're like, He's a little nervous, yeah. It's a little dog approaching a different he- person. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't know about you. My, his ears are down. Yeah. He's crouched low. His tail is tucked under. Yeah. A little, a little uncomfortable. A little nervous. But also, there's a little bit of a blind date feeling, too. Like, this could be great things. Yeah. they. There's some datage going on later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Dolan is... I'm glad you picked that up later, because... <laughs> Dolan is basically the opposite. He's super relieved. Like, they found proof of inhabited planets, like, in their ruins, and they're now getting to meet him. He's sort of... I love that they have the two viewpoints that are going against each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. The little, the very optimistic versus... Mm-hmm. Um, not pessimistic. Not even, no, cynical. Cynical, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. cynical versus the optimistic approach. So SG-1 arrives, the most well-respected team of representatives, which is led by their most brilliant and savvy negotiator, <laughs> and Dolan can't wait to meet a person of oh such genius, boy. naturally, Colonel Jack O'Neill. Two L's. Howdy, folks. Let's just go with that for a second. <laughs> Howdy, folks. What would be my first word? What would be your first words to an alien race? Am I the alien race arriving like Jack is? Yeah. Or am I... Oh. Like, I mean, what would okay. be your howdy, folks? Well, it depends on how I am approaching the situation. Okay. There is a part of me that would want to make the bad joke of take me to your leader. <laughs> there, but also, that would be not the best option. Right. Um, I would, you know, to be fair, I may also uh, see... That would be me going to another planet for this time. I would just duplicate Neil Armstrong. But that's a different situation. Okay. Me being the first contact aliens on another planet is meeting for the first time. Could I do... um, See, that's also not a good option. I want to do, like, the Rick and Marty... Peace Among Worlds. Peace Among Worlds. I thought about that. Like, middle finger Peace Among... I want... Part of me would like to see if I could make that start as a thing. Yeah. Peace Among Worlds, middle finger... I'm trying to think of what I would do. It means peace. Among worlds. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know what's funny? Is I was like, I'm going to ask this question, and then never thought of my own answer. <laughs> That's the Maybe I would way. just be like, play ball. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> or just, you know, teach them to say go Giants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Go Giants is the, it's the handshake. It is. Yeah. Go, Giants Go Giants is, is the, you know, the, the hello, how are you doing yeah. of the planet Earth. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> or it could just be like, sup, bruh. <laughs> you just do the, um, yeah. the Hawaiian, the, uh, that, that, is this a shaka? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so. Yeah, yeah. Channel my inner Jason Momoa. <laughs> there you go. I'll take that. Jason Momoa. <laughs> um, back in the city, and before they even get a tour of the city, which does have a vaguely, like, Japanese, maybe Asian architecture vibe, at least it's in this one room. Nothing yeah, else does. Just yeah, this one room. The, the white exterior, which I don't think we've gotten to yet, so I'll hold. No, we don't. Yeah, we haven't. but it's got a bit more of, like, a Victorian Yeah, steampunk-y. it's a very mixed, because I think the, the... Look, they the, just did not have a good decorator. They're the all over the place. Drug building, as I call it, for <laughs> yeah, yeah. lack of something else. Yeah. Is the slurm factory, the slurm, if you will. There you go. Slurm factory is very much, we found a factory in town. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before they even can get down to business to defeat... The Huns? The Huns. <laughs> no, we will get through this, this episode. business <laughs> to defeat... The Huns. Okay, they have to actually Did discuss. They said, okay, I'm dead. <laughs> they have to discuss their mutual interests first. So everyone sits down and they cover how startling it was to get a melt through the Stargate when you don't know about life other planets or what the yeah. hell a Stargate does, which could be, <laughs> you know, that was a day that will live in infamy. And the Pagarans. Um, you know, we're able to tell from the temple that they found the Stargate in that it was part of an interplanetary, interplanetary network, but they couldn't really figure out how to make it work. Yeah. It was, I wrote blah, 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 Stargate travel. Basically, yeah, that's, that's the conversation <laughs> I had. So once the Tari get to know them better, you know, they have to go on a few dates first. And, yeah, you know, sure. You gotta feel things out feel a little bit. See out. what's going on. Um, you know... They're like, look, we can help you get to know us. We can give you our Tinder profile. Um, <laughs> you can have full access to our citizens, our history, anything you want. Yeah. Oh, also, we have this miracle drug called tritonin, Ta-da. which is our greatest scientific discovery. It looks strangely like lavender water. It looks like, yes. Uh, but it's totally a thing that's a thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Words. Words. That's all I got. We don't, so he's like, look, I heard about how Earth suffers from illness and a whole bunch of things that are untreatable, and tritonin makes your immune system impervious to anything. So everyone... That's never a good sign. Which is not everyone. Uh-huh. Everyone, not actually everyone, Except um, just Kangar the people we like. ...is in perfect health. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's uh, totally believable and not a big deal at all. Totally a normal thing. Let's not question how nope. any of this works at all. Let's nope. just take it and run with it. And credits. So when we come back, Tilk and Jonas, can we come up with, like, a name for Tilk and Jonas? Yeah, I was way? thinking of that, too, uh, because they are, like, a fun little duo. They've, be, they've been a fun little duo for a while And now. And they've got Especially a couple of things going. Um, I thought I had one. Come back to me. Okay. Well, we'll have enough time talking about Tilk and Jonas together yeah. that you'll be able to come up with one at some point. Um, Teal'c has no clue, basically, why they're out here. John Neal? It's hard with that apostrophe C. Yeah. Tealness? Tealness. Tealness. It sounds like a bad word. Tealness. Your tealness um, is showing. Jonalk? 
Jilk. Jilk? If you can come up, guys, here's your homework for this episode. Come up with a good combo name. Tealness. Tealness. <laughs> Not that one. That sounds like a dirty joke. Or like a dirt like like a dirty thing on a body part. Something, yeah. yeah. If you can come up with a good name for Teal'c and Jonas combined, and maybe it doesn't, you know, it not, it could be not necessarily the name. Maybe I mean, it's dynamic like, duo is yeah, undertaken. Yeah. But um, Ebony and Ivory is also already taken. <laughs> do not do Ebony and Ivory. Do not, do not give us those. Or Ivany and Every. Either one. Either one. I said Ivany and Every. Only one of us is drinking, and it is not you. I am. I um, may have spiked the rest of my coffee with some Soco. (laughs) I'm just tired. So, um, Teal'c has no clue why they're out here, and Zena calls over the Earthens. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And to paraphrase Luke Skywalker, everything you just said is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, and with the interaction about how they're not really from Earth, but have dedicated themselves to Earth is uh, Yeah, hilarious. the two people she calls Earthens. <laughs> maybe that's what you, maybe she just made up a new word for people uh-huh. who are of Earth, but not from Earth. There you go. They're Earthens. You're an Earthen. You're, You're not, not an Earthling. Earthling. You're an yeah. Earthen. Done. Um, She's like, I totally did that on purpose with uh-huh. my fancy pants, which, by the way, I love her outfit. Seriously, I just want to steal her Dig outfit. Dig it. Dig also, it. Also, her tent. Oh, yeah. I'll just want to everything. Look, things happen in tents in, the, in, in Stargate. Yeah. We learned anything in Origins. Yeah. The it's only the thing we learned in Origins. In to be fair, also Daniel and Shlar, right? Well, no, that was in a tomb. But probably in a tent later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love how Zena is super excited about how much more Teal'c and Jonas can teach her. And Jonas is like, I mean, maybe. I mean, in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> And her and Jonas basically have like an adorable smile off. Yeah, yeah. Like no, my smile's more adorable. No, actually, mine's pretty adorable. Mine's more full of sunshine. Yeah, I'm sunshine. (laughs) That's great. I am actually a sunshine. I am just a beam of the sun. I'm a whole rainbow taken from its mother. (laughs) At an early age. Um, and then she starts to give them a tour of the dig site. And apparently they discovered these ruins over a hundred years ago and they've been studying them since. And the real discovery was made recently, but we don't get to hear about that yet. Also, we get an idea there. Hmm. Um, an idea? An indeed is what I meant. Oh, I was like, what? What do you mean an idea? No, we get an indeed. (laughs) This is a part that I like, um... This is where she's like, oh, we don't know what this means. And and Teal'c's like, I know what this means. Oh, that's right later. Oh, okay. They're walking, they're walking into, they're walking, they're walking over it. This is where we get, I know where we are. Mm -hmm. This is where we get the fucking awkward pan that goes in front of a rock. Uh (laughs) And then it's just a rock for a Uh while. (laughs) And then there's a dude with a brush. Yeah. Yeah. awkward yeah i love it but it's awkward <laughs> it's, it's so awkward it's charming it's like oh look a styrofoam rock in the uh-huh. shot well to be fair that might be natural rock they are on location mm-hmm. okay okay fine so the other half of sg1 is still chatting with dola and cigar about the tritonin and they admit it does have some side effects but let's not discuss this here we're going to put them in very fine print at the bottom yeah, yeah, of the yeah. commercial drug ad yeah uh, it sort of depends. With the micro machine guys talking over it. Like, yeah. This could cause bleeding or diarrhea or your mom's <laughs> face falls off. It could cause death. Yeah. And the death of your dog. Are you suffering from death? 
Um, and it sort of depends on the person who takes it as to what the side effects are, because that's a great thing. Sure. Um, but most people are fine. They just require regular doses of tritonin. Yeah, you're just addicted it. to it. You're forever. just, it's literally, it becomes, you know, yeah. It's just You just new become insulin. dependent on it. No big deal. Uh-huh. Let's not opioids. No. Let's not talk about that. No, it's more of an insulin. Meh. You need it to survive. It just. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure the <laughs> FDA would have a field day with this thing back on Earth, yeah. which you can imagine. And and Tagar wants to ensure that, like, look, if we give this to you, we get something back, right? Right. And yeah, here's 10 addresses, 10, 10 gate addresses. They're fresh. They're ready to go. All are peaceful, ready for some trade. Here's an Ikea guide of how to use the Stargate. You'll be fine. And the, oh, right. the Pangarans think that's great and that's generous for all, but really, we've been studying the writings on the temple, mm-hmm. uh, and we have a very specific list of yeah. gates, addresses. We want to go to the, all the places we're not allowed to go. Mm-hmm. Can we go there, please? Because they give the list, and Sam's like, those? I recognize these three, and those are all, like, gold homeworlds and yeah. classified no. So, no, you can't do that. They're classified as fuck no, is yeah. basically how they're, the specific I'm surprised goes. In this conversation, I'm surprised that Jack's not meaner than he's yeah, as no. cool as he is. He's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Well, he's also a little bit of like, well, I mean, if you want to go get yourself killed, so you have can, fun. Yeah. but you probably don't want to. It's like the novice of anything doing, going, I'm going to do the expert level uh-huh. on whatever this is. And the expert's uh, going, No. Um, okay, have fun. Sure, have fun. You'll learn your lesson with your life. Yeah. Ta-da. Sucks to be you. Uh, Tagar doesn't care how dangerous they are. Like, these are the worlds we want to study. Yeah. I don't care if there's gold. They I have- want to make a wedding dress as my first project. What's wrong with that? Why are you looking at me when you say that? Because I can. Because <laughs> it's fun. Um, but- Making a pillow, guys. <laughs> a pillow. I'm... Not making my own wedding dress. <laughs> I'm actually not. No. I'm just making all of the flowers and everything else. For just, me. yeah. I, I mean, you have to save something for someone else to make. No, I want to make it all myself. Um, and, and Tagar's like, no, these planets are significant to our history. Because reasons. That you'll find out later. Yeah. Um, Nothing to hide here. He's like, you guys went and you survived, so why can't we go? And if you want the Tritonin, you're going to have to respect our wishes on this. Yeah. Mic drop. Super shitty. Super <laughs> shitty peeps. Um, and so th- we go back to Teal'c and Jonas and Zena, uh-huh. still giving a tour, and they yes. head into what is a former escape tunnel that leads into the main temple as a convenient way for us to transfer from a location shooting to a sound studio, which yeah. I'm all for. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah, very yeah. great way to do it. I think actually this is where we get the weird rock. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, weird rock. Got it. Uh, and inside the writings, on the writing is on the wall and it tells literally. a story, literally, of the ghouls who used to rule here and they've been trying to translate one part of it for months without success. But that's because I didn't have a Teal'c. Or a Jonas, for that matter. Or a Jonas. And they're just like, oh, it says this. Yeah. It's apparently an account of the warlord Shakran. Sorry, Shakran. I'm not going to know any of these names because I didn't write any of them out. Oh, well, he was defeated by Apophis 300 years ago, Mm -hmm. which I'm like, if he was defeated 300 years ago, so it's probably only been a couple hundred years since he's, well, 300, maybe 400 since he's been on this planet. They've done a fuck ton of progress in a few hundred years. Yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah. That's true. 
I was just stuck on the fact that Teal and Jonas know everything, mm-hmm. and so then I started imagining how much fun it would be to take them on a trivia night. It's That's been like, very specific. Although to be fair, we do know Teal could be really good at a Star Wars trivia. He would night. be like, <laughs> he'd be pretty good at a lot of things. I feel like it'd be like Jonas, just like you know, studied all pop culture. Well, and he could have it done in like a weekend. Yeah, can you just do that now, and we'll be there on Tuesday? I'm actually more curious to know what Teal thought of the prequels. <laughs> I think he would not be a fan of Jar Jar. Uh, only well, because he would no. find him insufferable. He would. And he wouldn't be a fan of Anakin either. Because Anakin would have no honor. Yes. Yeah. That's true. But he would... Big fan of Obi. He'd even be like, I understand the idea of the clones. It's not a bad army. Respect. Yeah, because essentially they are the clone warrior. They are yeah. the clone troops <laughs> of Stargate. Or of Star Wars. Yeah. The Jaffa are the clone troopers of Stargate. If Jaffa... Jaffa is to Stargate Clone. as clones <laughs> is to Star Wars. Yeah. That's how it Basically. works. Basically. Boom. Boom. Take that, SATs. Mic drop. <laughs> it's the second mic drop this episode. There may be more. We're you just never know. throwing mics all over the place. I don't think I've ever mic dropped on this podcast before. I'm, I'm happy I have for no you. Mic. <laughs> I have nothing. Well, no, we do have a mic. Let's I'm recording not drop into that. a mic. We're not going to drop that. <laughs> uh, anyway... So we, sh- and there's also like, we had an indeed earlier and we have an indeed here and he like indeeds and then stops and continues talking. So can we count that as indeed or no? I think so. If okay. it comes out of his mouth, it's an indeed. Well, but not if it's in the middle of a sentence. But he indeeded and he then comma. He did indeed like, and there indeed, was a pause comma. and then you can, so it's two indeeds in this episode. Yeah, I'll take it. So apparently, um... Teal'c is very happy to announce that Apophis is now dead. <laughs> yes. Very proud of that fact. I killed all the people. And as soon as the last guards leave the temples and is like, hey, yo, that's awesome and all, but like, don't trust that Tritonin shit. Yeah. And then the guards come back to like, and we're walking. And nothing happened. Nothing Everything's happened. fine. What? Nothing's we'll weird going on. Yeah. We're all good. We're walking. No. Look at our pretty fresco. Yeah. Also, I tried to look mm. up that if Shakron was inspired by an actual deity, and I don't know if I'm just spelling it completely wrong, which very well could be true. I couldn't find anything. I tried a couple different spellings. Uh, it could be one of those things that's spelled completely not like I was trying to type it in. For no um, reason at all, reminded yeah. me of our friend Shaka. And I was like, oh, what happened to him? Um, Remember Shaka? Shakron is actually inspired by Shakira. Yeah. It's it's hips never um, lied. Yes, he had he was well known for his hips. His his uh honest hips. Like honest Abe. Mm-hmm. It was honest Shakran, but instead of cutting down a cherry tree, he just shook his hips. Um I don't know where this is going. <laughs> We're gonna move on. Yeah. <laughs> False history brought to you by Star. Ta da! So sometime later the whole team is walking through the same dig site and Jonas and Teal'c um basically pass on what Zena said. Mm. They're going to stay here, dig for info on that. Jack and Sam will get the Tritonin sample back to the SGC for Janet and the security guards lurk in the background during all this. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So Jonas goes and tries to get some information out with his charm, yeah. which almost works. Not really. He brought some ciphers that he was talking about before and was like, oh, look, 
we're alone now. And I she. Think we're, he goes all Tiffany on her. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. And she's like, I really don't dig any 80s music. Yeah. I know you were around then and you were super popular amongst can, the kids. Can we just translate this well? Because I don't know what you're trying to get to yeah. right now. Can you stop dancing? Just stop dancing. Just, just stop. Jonas just keeps on dancing. He's like, doesn't to be. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think there was an actual dance to that, but I don't remember. Oh, I don't know what it was at all. Um, and she's like, and, and, and Jonas goes, "You said there was something that we needed to know." And Zena's like, "No, thank you, misunderstood." Yeah, and she's like trying to. She's wink. like, "No," she's like, "Cut it off now! <laughs> don't say any more words." Her, she's like shaking her head. But like nodding at this, doing that movement. It's the whole like, look, this was a secret. Stop talking out loud in front of people. Um, but he's like, well, Tilk's standing, standing guard. We're completely alone. You can talk freely. But she's like, I have nothing to say. And like runs off. And yeah. Runs past Tilk up standing guard. I love that. That's a good way to just, yeah. just Napoleon dynamite. Uh-huh. Just run out of the room. Listen, when it gets awkward and you don't know what to say, just leave. Just, I gotta go now. She's gonna smoke bomb. <laughs> um, so Jonas heads back up to meet Teal'c and he's like, that was strange. Someone must have gotten to her. And at some points later, Teal'c and Jonas are still observing and watching. Starting a detective agency. Yeah. Uh huh. Every now, when they do this, I think of when Picard goes into the holodeck into the 1940s. <laughs> They're like, "It's time for another," and they put on their fedoras. I love Tuke and Jonas Detective Agency. You you make the Star Trek references. <laughs> it makes me so happy. I was actually one anymore. I was taking notes last night, and it was very late when I was taking these notes because I was watching. A baseball game that went 13 innings oh, on the Jesus West Coast. Christ. So poor boyfriend Jesse's sleeping. And I'm like, hey, hey, what's the, what's the name of, of Picard when he goes in the holodeck with the fedora? And he goes, are you kidding me right now? I go, Never mind. I just love the idea that you wake him up to ask that. What's important? Would have been even funnier if he gives you the answer like while half asleep. That would have been great. Normally he would have. I think I yesterday he was just don't remember his name. He, I think yesterday he was just tired of me yelling every time someone hit or didn't hit the ball. So basically just yelling. Did the Giants win though? Oh yeah. We did. Okay. That's In a walk off. Because to be fair, Homer. To be fair, otherwise you would not be referring to the game in any way. I would be like we don't talk about what happened yesterday. The game never happens. Yeah, exactly. Um so Teal'c's standing guard and gives Jonas a nod who heads into the tent and it's a very sort of standard romantic old school archaeological yeah. tent with some research and there's some translations and he scans a few You books. know all those romantical things which yep. actually to me would be a little bit romantic. Super romantic. <laughs> Forget your roses petals and Just all that other books. stuff. Books and maps. Books. Books and maps and books and maps and books and maps and books and maps. And maps and <laughs> I like it. So back outside, um, Teal'c is still standing guard, and and he runs out and is like, "Yeah, she's on Tritonin and gets regular appointments." And she's on some shit. She's on some shit, and I'm pretty sure I find out where the shop building is, where the Slurm factory is. Yeah. So and as they leave, we see that Zena watched all of this happen. She's like, "Yes, my secret plan is working." So, Teal'c and Jonas sneak into the Slurm building, and it's, it's Sneaky Jonas super... and Guard Teal'c, huh? is, is what I call them. What do you, what do you Sneaky call them? Sneaky Jonas. 
Yeah. And Guard Tiog. That's their names in this. Yeah. Okay. There's specifics. But it's a super blue shot. I'm guessing to hide that it's a day for night shot. It's like (laughs) super blue. Yeah. Yeah. All you got is the blue filter out of the. To me, it was like fun with alchemy. Yeah. Is what this one looked like. Oh, yeah. It's all very mad scientist y. Yeah. And eventually you walk out into a walkway and there's a huge tank. Yeah. Filled with gold symbiotes. It's where the Joker came out of. It's, <laughs> to it steal is. your it's joke. how you made the Joker. The, uh, this also reminds me of, remember when we were little and uh, Sesame Street would do the how things are made segments. And there was like these factory shots. Like I remember there was one where they made peanut butter. And they show you the peanuts going into this big thing. Yeah. And then it mashes them down. And then... You travel through the factory. It's basically one of those episodes. See, the one that I remember that's the most memorable for me was actually for Mr. Rogers, and it's the uh, crayon factory. I remember the crayons. Yes, yeah, because I remember that shot of like all the color crayons yep. coming down yep. to the thing, and then they wrap them in their and then little they wrap them, but paper they have wrappers. like the big colored soup. Yes. Before, yeah, that's the one I remember more. I, do remember, I remember a lot more Mr. Rogers than I do. Sesame well, Street. maybe it was from Mr. Rogers, honestly, because I would watch them back to back. Yeah. But as it, most people, yeah. Think. So it was one of those two PBS. And mine went right in then to Shining Time Station. Oh, that might have been after my time. Also, to be fair, it may not necessarily have been after your time. It may have just because I was on the Canadian border and it's I a Canadian it. show. Yeah. It's the same as like the Elephant Show. Okay. But that became a little more, I think, Some of those known. I just know by the names. Like, by, not the bad names, by the songs. Raise them a rink. And Think, I, love I love you. I love you in the morning. morning. I do know that yeah. one. Yeah, that Is that Shining Time Station? No, that's the Elephant Show. Got it. Um, uh, I do remember today's special, which nobody in the world seems to remember. Shining Time Station was the one. It was in, obviously, in a train station. And sometimes, like, you went. It had, um, um, oh, shit. Um, um, oh, oh, shit. Um, Beetle. Beetle. Ringo. Uh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, star. And for some reason, I didn't then get his first yeah. name. Uh, he was in that one because you'd go inside the radio and there's an actual like mini little band in there. Like, oh, I do remember that. Yeah, that okay. was Shining Time Station. So I remember that, but it was more of a Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street person. A yeah. uh, little bit of Grace trivia. The reason I picked the college I did, mm-hmm. like the ultimate clincher, mm-hmm. was because Mr. Rogers went there. I mean, that's a legit the reason. And To be yeah. fair... Uh, Schultz, who founded Starbucks, went to my college. Nice. So I like it. I got coffee. I got Mr. Rogers, the coolest not he is CIA cool. agent. Although, <laughs> isn't that like the best <laughs> to lie? To be fair, yeah. somehow, I can kind of also say it was a CIA agent. I feel like that would have been so cool. <laughs> it's like the ultimate cover. The, yeah, the ultimate double life. Done. Anyways, we have Gould Soup. <laughs> yes. Just a Oh, yeah, that's soup. where we were. Yeah, we were Gould Soup. <laughs> And uh, the alarms start going off because the guards find them. And Teal can handle them just fine. But there's this one guard who goes to tackle Jonas and just purposely dives at Jonas in the yeah. way that, of course, they're going to fall he off. He just charges them. Uh-huh. Yeah, he just full on charges. So they both fall into the Gould soup. Yay. And Teal- or creepy tank water. And he's like, um, help, Teal. And he starts running down there. And the symbiote is heading directly towards them. Yeah. Teal j- grabs Jonas and drags him out in time, but the guy who went with him goes under the water. Yeah, when not good. When they finally get him out, he has an entry, a, a ghoul, a symbiote entry spot on the back Ugh, of his neck. Just and gave me the chills. Yeah, and as Teal raises his weapon, all the guards point their weapons at Teal instead. And the new ghoul does not wake up and try to kill anyone. Huh. Dun, dun, dun. Something dun, dun, dun. is wrong. 
something's not right. Yeah. So back in the back city in center, uh, Tagara's like, so why were you at our slurm factory? And Jack's like, better fucking question. Why do you have Gould soup? Why did your Oompa Loompas attack our dudes? Exactly. And throw them into the chocolate river. I mean, he wouldn't have just gone swimming in the chocolate river <laughs> in his own regard. Yeah. Jonas is too pretty to, to throw himself into creepy waters that could ruin his beautiful skin. He would, however, take a blueberry candy. Yeah. He would. Uh, or is he more of a Mike TV? Mm. No, I can see him do the blueberry candy first. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I, I would do the blueberry candy too. I could do that right now. That might be fun for a little while. Just roll me down the street. The dogs will go crazy. Yeah. Um, and apparently this gold soup is a critical component to making tritonin. And Sam goes, come again for big fudge. I feel like I'm, I was waiting for one of them to be like, I knew it. It's like, <laughs> I, there's the other shoe. Yeah. It's all the sense of like, who the hell would have even assumed that this was one of the components to yeah. making tritonin? Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Donald's like, look, our scientists can explain the sciencey shit better. Yeah. But, I mean, eventually we're going to tell you, but we needed to know how you'd react first. Uh, the answer is not well. Yeah. Yikes. Maybe it would have been better. No, I don't know. Do no, we never no, want to know? There's no. no good way of breaking that news. Welcome to blah, blah, blah land. We take gold and squeeze out their juices, and then we make a soup that we drink out of it. <laughs> would you like some? <laughs> it's delicious and purple. <laughs> oh, so it tastes like grape soda. Oh, to be fair, grape soda is disgusting. Really, I love it. Anything artificially grape flavored is disgusting. To be fair, I also don't like red grapes. I like all the things. So I only like golden raisins. I'm sad for you. And yet, <laughs> the only good thing red grapes give us is red wine. wine. Done. Red wine. And what's funny is I prefer that over. White wine. I'm so weird. if dogs can't have raisins, can they not have wine? I don't know because the is the wine necessarily made with the skins of the raisins or the the fruit? I mean, you crush everything. Because technically, but if you no. if you peel the skin off a grape, a dog can have it. Yeah, they just can't have the skin of the grape. I'm happy for dogs that they can have wine. Not that they should. Don't don't feed your dogs wine. Don't feed your dogs wine. <laughs> So, I mean, Tagar doesn't get what the big deal is. You said the Gould are your mortal enemies and they enslaved humans, so why can't we use them to enhance our quality of life? And we've been doing this for like 30 years. We take every precaution. We're fine. Let me bad bad well, plus bad does not equal good. What I mean is not. They're bad people. They're bad guys. But nah. They're, we're fine. <laughs> and Jack wants to know where the symbiotes came from. You don't have gate travel and yet you are overflowing with Gould. Yeah. You have a wealth of Gould. This is one of those where he's going to think back and be like, I wish I'd never asked. Yeah, like, you can't ask. unsee <laughs> what you're about to see, Jack. And Tilk, Brace yourself. No, you can't. And Tilkfer is very passionate about the fact that, like, no more gate knowledge until you tell us info. Yeah. That bro, this is no good. This, this is, is not non-good cool. things. And well, Tagar doesn't want to reveal any more secrets. Um, Dolan's like, yeah, we'll 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 just tell you everything. I feel like he's the guy who's like, oh, thank God, I've been wanting to share this <laughs> thing forever. Yeah, I feel like shit about it. Here, you carry this now. So back at the slurm factory where uh-huh. the drug is developed, yeah. manufactured, and administered. Oh no! There's more treatment facilities around the planet. Don't worry if you can't make it to the main slurm factory. We have satellite offices. Sure. Yeah. 
And the symbiotes, like, they were not gotten, they were not acquired through the gate. They head <laughs> through a door. They are bred in captivity. Ta-da! And they're faced with a room with a little, little bit tiny tank and a big old fat oh. gold queen. The, the, like, I can only imagine she's going, kill me. Kill me. Like, it looks like a baby hut. Yeah, it looks like a baby vomit is what it looks like. I just, I feel so bad for her. And I feel like that's not what she's supposed to look like no. either. Um, like she was probably sprightly and, and squiggly at some point in her life. Well, she's just fat with mini steaks. Yeah. And she's just like, I can't anymore. She's just fat with tadpoles. Oh. Yeah. She is like the Slurm Factory mm-hmm. where they stand And it's up. like this disgusting colored old water. Like they don't yeah. change her tank very often. They don't treat her very nice at all. No. So somewhere else, we have the ghoul who got implanted and he's on a table and he's fairly vegetable-like looking. And <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make this, any sense. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Um, he's basically just a human pop, just a human case. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Empty human shell. Um, he is a blank computer. A candy-coated human M&M. <laughs> I don't know. A don't. human-coated M&M? I don't know. Maybe. This analogy is a not fleshy working. coated. I'm, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> um, and Teal explains that apparently, prior to using Jafad incubate symbiotes, blending between a gold and a host was more of a risk. It was okay. only like it was a 50 50 shot as to whether the implantation would work. Yeah, I had a little bit of a hard time. Well, a lot of it. I had a hard time following the logic throughout this section. So apparently the reason um, the Jaffa were created, essentially, okay. why humans were modified to carry the symbiotes in their little kangaroo pouch yeah. is because when they were when they were like nurtured there, when they grew up inside the little kangaroo pouch. They blended better. They blended better. There was Got better it. odds of a successful blending Got because it. if blending went bad, the ghoul and the host would die. Right, right. So you did a 50-50 shot of dying. Of so it's ho- like rejecting an organ. It's exactly like rejecting organs. So um, raising the, the baby ghoul inside the Jaffa basically caused the rejection rate to go down massively. Because it was more familiar. Practically to zero I'm assuming, yeah. Um, I'm with you. And Sam is guessing that the coma is because the ghoul was raised in a tank. And he looks like, I mean, it used to Some cause... bad happened. It used to cause death, not coma, so I have no clue. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, Dolan and his people actually assume that this vegetable is what happened when you got implanted with the ghoul, because that's... Oh, it's not supposed to break the human completely? Yeah. Oh, we just figured this is how it works now. looks like... Um, no. No. <laughs> That's not what normally happens. I love I love when you discover things like that. It's like, oh, my life isn't supposed to be this difficult <laughs> when I do this thing? Sweet. Good to know. Uh, and Sam recommends that they contract the Tok'ra at this point and then have to explain the Tok'ra to the Pangarans and you get an eye roll from Jack. <laughs> Which I found awesome. This is why I wrote, cue the Tok'ra! Yeah. Yeah. The Tok'ra come, like, riding in on some, yeah. like, unicorn or Pegasus Did somebody or call for a Tok'ra? <laughs> and they're like, is that Brannigan pose? Oh, yeah, Zat, totally. Because they, their outfits sometimes are a little Zat Brannigan. Or, yeah. Just remove the it's pants. Like, is that Brannigan and Troy McClure, uh-huh. like, 
We're the Chokra. To be fair, you may know us from things such as <laughs> being assholes. Yeah, um, Jolinar's memories. They they do kind of have the same um, arrogance level yeah. as is that Brannigan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that's true. Basically, it's just the color palette and the pants. So that basically, separate them. this episode of Stargate is the Futurama episode of Stargate. It is, aka Futurama, <laughs> aka the Futurama references of Stargate. <laughs> Before was was Futurama on? in 2002? I remember watching it in college but I couldn't remember when it actually started. I want to say yes, but keep talking. Okay, you looked it up. it up and I'm going to talk about how Jonas goes to visit Zena and he's like, so we found the Tritoden building. 99. So, yeah, okay, so th- this is literally, they're just flat out referencing. Yes. Subconsciously, <laughs> I doubt it's on purpose, but they're just flat out subconsciously referencing Futurama. God, yeah. forgot that started in 99. Yeah, it's been around since forever ago. It's just always been on. We're a million years old. Oh my god. Um, and, and she's like, yep, I know you did. He's like, I mean, I went through your stuff to find the info, and I'm really sorry. He goes, yep, I know you did. Yeah. I I did this because you're in my tent now. (laughs) You know what happens in tents now. We know what happens in tents. And uh, I've decided that that's what happens after we leave. I... I'm fully assuming that. Actually, can I say, I'm not assuming it happens in the tent. Because. Okay. She's like, yep, I I, I saw you and you were not good about sneaking in. And I sort of wanted you to find it. And also a little annoyed that you betrayed me so quickly. But also I would have just come out and told you, but I was kind of afraid. I kind of couldn't, yeah. Taking Tritonin is a privilege on this planet that can be revoked at any time. And amongst the hardcore flirting... They talk about going to translate things in, in the, the temple. Oh, in the temple, guys? It's dark and isolated. My goodness, in the temple? I mean, there are candles probably to be in fair, the temple. That would turn both of them on. That's true. That's yeah. very true. It's, yes. And amongst all the books that Jonas has absorbed, I'm sure I like, can see them. The Art of Sex in and the, the Kama Sutra. Like also translating things at the same time. That's very kinky. But you but can fine. see it. Yes. <laughs> Go, both of you guys. Do. I'm completely you. assuming that happens after this scene. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. You know, as long as everybody's happy. Exactly. Yeah. So No this, judgment. I mean, a little bit of judgment, but no judgment. No judgments, man. They are both consenting adults who I, are into agree. it. It's good. So next thing we know, Malik and Kelma are standing over our coma guard. And even they're confused because it's a full-grown adult and he has no identity. Well, full-grown adult symbiote. Right. It doesn't know. And it's a blank disc. It's a blank. Yeah. So maybe the queen wasn't able to pass on the genetic memory or maybe she didn't want to because apparently a queen passes that on voluntarily. And if nothing is... (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Currently, Kaylee has a treat a a, 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 a tong with treats in it that she has been throwing around. If, you may, if, if you're watching the video of this you've probably seen her throwing this thing back and forth she's just rolling back and forth in the background and you can I don't know if you can hear it on the recording or not we're okay it's quite she's amazing fine. um anyway so no, nothing is passed on from the queen then all the symbiotes are empty vessels yeah she's basically like a broken printer. Yes. There's no cyan coming through. I was going to just more like a blank, a, a wiped hard drive. Yeah. But broken yeah. printer works too. I like it. So 
they could remove it without hurting the host, but it would be dangerous. And I'm like, haven't you done that like multiple times already? Like on a the bazillion, series before? yeah. Isn't that the reason we go to the Tokros? Well, we you know, the Tokra are very moody. Sometimes True. they care about things and sometimes they don't. To me, it seems so. They so easily are like, oh, it's fine that they're doing this. Yeah. It's totally fine. But again, we've we've heard it before. They find it. They they don't see themselves as the same even species almost as the Gould. Yeah. It's a complete. Yeah. Like, they 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 don't even regard anything as being the same between them and the Gould. Fair. And that comes clearly in play. <laughs> yeah. Bit. But they want to see the queen instead. Got it. So they go. They do. Uh, and apparently she's very old. She's been kept in a tank like this for decades because apparently they started 50 years ago using her for medical experiments <laughs> yeah. before they started their breeding always a good program sign. like 30 ago. Always, always a good thing. Always, always. Let's just. Okay, I'm done. And then my favorite is Jack's like, well, I mean, how does she make the little baby snakes without like a man friend? Yeah. Where's the the boy snake? Has he never seen Jurassic Park? <laughs> <laughs> Life Fine. finds a way. Oh, well, I, it's Jack. Even if he has, he's like, no, I still don't get it. Yeah, I still don't. <laughs> uh, we've cross-pollinated the Gould Queen with reptile genes. Uh, uh, yeah. Malik says it's an asexual. That we pulled from Amber. Yeah. Uh-huh. So- <laughs> you know, says it's an asexual process. And then Jack just figured that must be the why they take hosts. But um, <laughs> and gets a look from everyone. Hey, I'm a jack on this one. It's like, wow, well, yeah. now you know what you're missing out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, of course you'd want a host. Yeah. So, Kelma- so, no wonder you're so frustrated and have no sense of humor. Exactly. <laughs> um, Kelma is just impressed that these primitive humans could have made such a drug. And Jack's like, I mean, doesn't using the gold queen like this offend you in any way? And now it's like, nope. Yeah, just nope. like absolutely no nope. scruples about no moral issues at all. Just get it done. Whatever you got to do, just it's do it. Like the ghoul have been done so much worse for humans for centuries. <sighs> it's nice to have the tables return. They reap what they sow. No. I mean, if, if they benefit the Pagarans, at least there's some use to the gold here. And Kelma is pretty sure that the reason her symbiotes have no memories is because the queen is dying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Malik is like, shh. Gould deserves this, basically. I mean, if I were trapped for 50 years, I'd be like, how do I kill myself? Yeah. 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 Uh, and Sam and Jack get jammins on the phone. <laughs> yes. And we do get, I love that we get a little jammin cameo. We do get a jammin yeah. cameo. And Janet's like, no, Tritonin bad. Yeah. No, do it. Bad things. It acts like a symbiote. It literally takes over their immune system. This is the opioid crisis all over again. It is. Yeah. And those who take it, yeah, they're resistant to disease, but the it's not permanent. Like, the lack of immune system is... You always have lack of immune system, but you don't have the protection from the yeah, disease. Yeah, you're fucked. You're fucked. And if the queen's dying and they can't find another way to get symbiotes, then everyone who's living off Tritonin is going to be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, because Janet knows of no ways currently to reverse the drug's effects. Yeah, this is not good. Basically, you're just creating a dependency. This would never happen in real life. No. Never. Okay, done. <laughs> Literally the opioid crisis. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, which is oh, interesting. This is just science fiction. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> um... 
Which again, there's a really uh, other podcast pimping. If you don't listen to Science Versus, they actually have a really great like they have a two point two part episode about the opioid crisis, and the first one actually talks about like how the opioid crisis started. Yeah, yeah. And if you need a palate cleanser after that. The Dollar Bustle does one. Oh, really? Uh, on how the opioid mm. crisis started, but it's probably a lot lighter to listen Actually, to no, Science Versus are fairly light. If you haven't listened to them, okay. she's like, in a, the, the host is like the most adorable Australian woman you've ever met in your nice. life. And there are a lot of light moments in them. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a fun little, fun little podcast. I dig it. Um, anyway, interesting point. So when you get a symbiote as a host, like as a legit host... It doesn't take over your immune system, but if you get it, if you're an incub, if a Jaffa, like if you're an incubator, it does take over your immune sure. system. Like the way Teal'c has it. Yeah, because you still heal if you have it as a host. If you're either its a job host- is not to do that. Its job is just to share your body. Yeah, I just found that interesting that like the the Tok'ra have not taken over their hosts' immune systems. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. They seem to have the option not to. Cause it's, so there's a difference between uh, living... I forget what the word is, the, bio, the biology of... A biological term, but to share a living space versus becoming a parasite in it. Yeah. So I just... Right? I imagine it's symbiosis. Probably, is it like that? Or Yeah, I, I just... It was, it was more of just I found... I, I've, you know, really sort of connected with that in this one that's like... Yeah, Teal'c at this point has no immune system besides Junior. Right. But, like... Junior's essentially taken over like a parent. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's something with... With... They must... Not like a... Obviously not a blood-brain barrier. But there must be something that's a much more akin to, like, a developing fetus in the womb in terms right. of how... Maybe there's, like, a blood connection that's shared or something yeah. even. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Too much science for my brain, and it's, but I, I, it is interesting. Yeah, it just sort of, I, I think it's occurred to me before, but this was one of the times where it really sort of stood out to me that yeah. Malik still has an immune system. That's true. Uh, that can act on his own. Malik can leave his host's body and that yeah. host will be fine. Yes, yes. So anyways, I just found that an interesting little mm-hmm. point. So, um, Jack, Sam, Dolan, and Tagar are chatting in the conference room again, and clearly the reason they wanted the addresses to the dangers, danger zone planets <laughs> is to get Lana! Lana! Danger zone. Ah, uh, there's, there's an ocelot next door as well. It remembers me. <laughs> okay, I'm done. There is a Stargate joke in Archer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple. Oh, I just broke a thing. You didn't break it. a thing. They're magnets. I'm going to fix it. Grace is playing with my magnets that I keep on my work desk. I don't know because I'm four years old. <laughs> and um, so I keep picking up shit to play with. Well, Those that's of you literally this stays on my desk So to do that with. Like, this is my desk play toy, which they apparently can't sell anymore because kids were oh, swallowing them. you can them. eat the little balls. Yeah. Don't eat it. Just, yeah. Anyway. So, um... 
And we get the history now of how they got this queen and how they got this far. So 60 years ago, they found a chamber beneath the temple and they found a canopic jar in it that had a female symbiote in stasis. And I guess they found out it was a female when it started popping up baby snakes because it's kind of hard <laughs> yeah. to tell a male and female you're symbiote. Like, yeah, it's me. like when you have a goldfish and you're like, oh, where do these? Oh, it's a girl. Do like the girls like have an extra frill or something? Yeah. Like how? A, yeah. And if you don't have a male to compare well, it against? Well, I guess the male would be the one with the extra frill usually in nature. Right? I guess, but again, also, how do you know it's it's a it's a it's a girl just because it's having baby snakes? It could be like a, a seahorse yeah. situation. It's just been carrying the baby exactly. snakes. Exactly. Yeah, they're making a lot of assumptions here Seriously. that it is a female symbiote. Don't put your rules on me. Exactly. People. Don't gender before you can have some confirmation. Ask the snake whether it's a girl. Maybe yeah. Maybe if you check with it, it'll tell you. Anyway, so other parts of the temple translations talk about how the ghoul never suffered from illness or disease. They figured out. Well, maybe we'll see how it does. We have this thing now. Let's experiment on it, which they started doing after the queen gave birth. Mm-hmm. As you do experiments on newborns. Sure. Yeah, that's... Uh, the hell? Totally not cruel. Totally not a cruel thing to do. Which is why I get the feeling that in this society, they do not give sort of um, being sentient associations to anything that is not humanoid. Yeah, there's just... It feels very callous, but if you don't know better, you don't know better. Well, it's, it's, I mean, we had, I think they would think the same way, you know, anything, they probably, it's the same way they treat any animals on their planet too. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't think of any other animals besides the humans as being sentient and having, oh, you know, I don't know how you can't tell an animal has pain receptors, but they Seriously. just, like they don't, I have a hunch that this may be something that is. Specific to how they work? Specific to how they work, but uh, it's something that applies to every animal on their planet that is not Got human. It. Yeah. Not um, cool with this. Yeah. Where's your compassion? And eventually they come up with tritonin, which is why kind of I don't really have... I'm as a horrible person as it is, I don't have a ton of compassion for the Pangarans because I was like, you were experimenting on well, the living yeah, being. Yeah, they kind of don't have any... It's hard to give <sighs> compassion where there's none yeah. being got. Yes. So they're like, we knew what the negative side effects were, but we figured if we could refine the drug at a later point, it wouldn't be a big deal. Why can't we reap the benefits of this new drug while we work on fixing it? Sure. And at this point, they've run out of time. They have no other choice um, but to take on the gold and get a new queen or tens of thousands of lives will be lost on the planet when there's no more tritonin to go around. Um, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't have fucking done this. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have, like, tortured creatures that are intelligent. Maybe don't use resources that you can't replace. Yeah. Maybe. Long pause. <laughs> Take a drink. <laughs> um, and and they're like, well, maybe you guys can help us. No. Awesome SG-1 people. No, You're so bro. big and strong and You're it beat your gold before. And Jack's like, no. The Not reason like we this. the reason we're still alive is because we don't just engage them. We don't bite off more than we can chew. Usually, except sometimes. Except those times. Except we sometimes we try to blow up the sun. <laughs> but whatever. That was successful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Sam's like, well, the better option is to not necessarily find more resources, but to get off Tritonin. How about how about let's do that? Back down the tomb. <laughs> Jonas and Teal'c are helping Zena with more translations. Oh, and yeah. Like Jonas can tell this is very important to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, yeah, it's been my whole life. Um, you know, they, they, when we, 
not only has it been her whole life, mm-hmm. but it is her life at stake. I, I am going to put something else out there yeah. that's not... Well, it is about this moment, but yeah. it's not about what you're saying. Yeah. I'm done with the father archaeologist trope. Yeah. yeah Why can't this just be something that she fucking wanted to do? Yeah, I know. Let's let's not be like, yeah. my father taught me... My father doesn't always have to be the reason that you like a thing that's typically considered male. Yes. Maybe you just fucking like it. I agree. Like baseball. We do get on that here, though. Um, maybe I just take it personally because people are like, oh, is your dad a baseball fan? It's like, no. No. <laughs> I am a baseball fan. <laughs> the end. To be fair, I am into space because my dad was, but my mom wasn't too. So go. I got. I mean, it doesn't. All I'm saying is, it doesn't. No, have I to agree. Be hinged on some male thing. I completely agree. I'm getting off my soapbox now. Yes, <laughs> I think it does. The I thought it would. It would see. Be fair. It would have been cool if it was like, well, my mother discovered it. Sure, that works. Too. I do like the fact that, or my parents. Yeah. Much like Daniel, right? I do like the fact that this hasn't just been her career. That this, like, she was like Catherine was, was at yeah. the site as a young kid. And, and I get the message is that yeah. this is a legacy thing. It's not just about a job. Yes. Um, but yeah, if they, if they run out of Jatonin, she's going to start to die. Yeah, she's on Jatonin. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it does. She still wants to ho- hope to find a new queen, and not necessarily as a long-term situation, mm-hmm. but at least until they can find another option. Um, and we do find out that her dad's the one that discovered the jar that held the queen. Mm-hmm. And at some point, Teal gives this eyebrow, almost like, "Would you would would you like me to leave? <laughs> Are you going to dude just just say the code word? Yeah, bananas. Do you have a bananas? <laughs> bananas is the code word." Uh-huh. Um, as they continue studying the walls, Jonas, just kind of from across the room, sees this reference to Ra. And I love when Zena asks who Ra is, Teal'c is like, puffs up his chest and is yeah. like, yeah, another dude be dead. Oh, just a dead dude. No big deal. <laughs> um, and the wall reads, according to Jonas, that Ra used to live here. Mm-hmm. So back in the Slurm Factory, the Tok'ra explained to Jack and Sam that the odds of perfecting an antidote to Tritonin is... Uh, slim to none. Yeah. Um, you, we can't even perfect the Tritonin. Um, we have no clue how to get their immune systems back. Uh, time-wise, okay, time-wise, we could maybe find an answer. <laughs> um, and since the Tok'ra and the Tari dead, we'll begin working on it, but this is a long shot. Yeah, basically, you guys fucked up. And maybe we can help you, but who knows? Yeah. And the... Sh- Plot's about to thicken. And we're only helping you because we owe a debt to the tall Reese. Yeah. So we're going to try real hard to help you. Yeah. We're super trying right now. Back Look in- at me trying. <laughs> oh, I missed it. Oh. Back in the temple moments after we left, Teal guesses that maybe Shakran took the world from Ra, and mm-hmm. the temple that they're standing in now was built on top of Ra temples. Mm-hmm. Ra's temples? Ra's temple. Ra temples. Ra temples. It uh, sounds like a food. What's a Ra ooh, temple? A Ra temple. Are they noodles? I think a Ra temple would be deep fried. Oh, Yes. Now, I don't know what the deep, what it is. Maybe like deep a, fried noodles. No, that's terrible. That's I'm actually awful. thinking like something along the lines of deep fried avocados. I could, could, I could be down for that. That sounds good now. Uh-huh. Let's maybe do it. like wrapped in something, then deep fried? Yes. Um, 
Panko so writing. Jonas, Jonas keeps translating, and this was a prison or a tomb for one of Ra's enemies. And he continues translating, quote, Here lies Egeria, betrayer of the Gould. May she suffer for all eternity. Ew. And you can literally see the oh <laughs> shit go across Jill's face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kaylee agrees. You literally see the oh shit go across Teal's face. Yeah. Um, Jonas is like, wasn't the Jiria supposed to be dead and killed? More importantly, that means the queen the Pagarins have slowly been torturing is not a gold. She is the founder of the Tokra. Guys, we captured the wrong people. <laughs> She's the man in the iron mask. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Yeah. So, Ajiria, the OG Tokra, if you will. Yeah. She's the one who stopped humans on Earth from being slaves, which is why Earth is sort of got to grow up and be the humans that we are <laughs> the today. The Atari of today. So, we owe her a lot. Um, she used to be Ra's paramour, if you will. Yeah. Um, and she started being like, I don't know if we're doing the right thing, guys. Is that where the name comes from? Like, is Tok'ra meaning, like, against Ra? It is. Tok'ra oh. literally means against Ra, yeah. We, I totally guess. that. And, like, that. the first time we met the Tok'ra, yeah. Or maybe I just knew it in the back of my You knew brain. it in the back of your head. Okay. Good job, Grace. Um, and she started to imprint her kids with the idea that, that hosts should be willing instead of just taken. Oh, And those, those kids are the Tok'ra that we know today, because I don't think they've had any other queens. That's why they have such a risk of right. extinction is because they don't have any more like I, I either and so I this is the part I'm not 100% sure about the whole like is it sort of a bee worker bee situation where not is either they're, yeah they're all worker bees and she was the only queen bee yeah yeah that makes sense so none of they yet to reproduce yeah they they have so the, the Tokra we have to say are literally the ones like Egeria is their mother yeah is their creator and that's why they're running sinks they can't make more Tokra yeah no, I wonder why. Is it just because they've all been built to be worker Because bees? there's no other gold queen who's going to be going, oh, right. yeah, no, I don't think They'd have think to we're turn gonna... someone else. Yes, they'd have to have another gold Yikes. queen that's willing yeah. to, you know, implant that yeah. in their kids. Got it. Um, so, Egeria in myth was a nymph. And oh. a goddess of fountains and birth in Roman history. And I think we covered this back when we first heard about her name in Crossroads, I yeah. think. But I have a short-term memory, so I just figured I'd do a brief <laughs> thing again. I like it. Her name ended up becoming uh, an, uh, an ep- eponym. Shit. Um, Eponymous. Thank you. It's a word that's like, that doesn't sound like that written. Well, it looks like eponym. Like I know. Wrote eponym. Which is why I said eponym. Yeah. But it should be eponymous, M O U S. Well, maybe I just typed it wrong. S E. Anyways, uh, her name became the word for a female counselor since she was the consort and advisor for Numa Pompilius. Yes. Who was the second king of Rome. This is fun. Give me more. (laughs) Um, And she had, uh, she has this fountain in a sacred area outside Rome that was only for the Vestal Virgins. (gasps) Is it still there? Uh, part of it is, I yeah, you can I go, you can go, and I forget what part of it, but there is some part of this, of this area that is still there, yes. So, um, um 
when we went to Rome, I knew some things, yeah. but I did not know a lot of things. You've learned so much more now. So I've learned a lot of things. So there's things that I saw that I was like, oh, I've been to that. I did the same thing in Scotland. <laughs> it makes you feel a little bit like a piece of shit. I know. But it's that like, only means I have to go back. Clearly. Yeah. Um, and it, this is where King Numa came and hung out with her. And there's this beautiful painting that I did recognize um, from our history class that mm. I, you know... Did. Well, because it wasn't a date. It was a picture. It was a picture Boom. called Nymphageria Dictates Laws of Rome. And oh. it's this really cool. It's it's by here. You pronounce that. Well, Piano Checa. Thank you. Um, he was. Yeah, he was Spanish. He was an. He does. Again, awesome artist. All stuff is cool. <laughs> but this one, I, I clearly remember. It's, he's like bent over writing things, and she's just standing there, like naked in her I glory. I am amazing, naked like lady. underneath this waterfall, just going, "Look at me!" Yeah. Uh, Enough of your paperwork. <laughs> I am essentially the equivalent of wrapping myself in bubble wrap. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, she was gifted with the wisdom of prophecy and wisdom. <laughs> Just, well, you know why? Because whoever gifted her was drunk because I, all the old gods were drunk. And they're like, I give you the wisdom of prophecy and uh, wisdom. I was like, I don't know what sentence now, I'm going to say. Now, here so I can keep drinking and fucking. Basically. That's, <laughs> that's all the Greek gods did. Yeah. Um, and she would, um, she would gift out prophecy prophecies mm-hmm. I'm failing right now Prophet. in exchange for prophesize. basically in exchange for milk like yeah sacred cow milk I will take some sacred cow milk and here is your prophecy and mm-hmm. it's like a little fortune cookie yeah mm-hmm. here's a fortune have cookie. a nice day so SG1 meets back up in the meeting room mm-hmm. they're like this could be a problem the understatement of the century yeah uh, Sam's like should we tell Malik and Kelma and Jonas and Tilk are like yeah. Yeah. Probably. That's where you see, like, their chaotic neutralness <laughs> versus, yeah. like, just straight good. Uh-huh. Or, like, their lawful versus chaotic yeah. streaks. It's like, oh, uh, we could just fucking stay out of this one, right? And they're yeah. like, no! <laughs> because otherwise we're going to kill Ajiria. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam's like, well, I mean, if we don't find him when we get off the drug, all the Megarians are going to die anyway. Yeah. So... Everything is fucked. Jack does go, well, we do have to tell them. And I think Sam just is playing the devil's advocate part of this episode. Yeah. And when they do tell them, they aren't happy. Second understatement of the century. Weird how now it matters that they're doing this. Again, mortal enemy of thousands of years. They don't see the gold. Yeah, and I love the part too where they're like, "Oh, it's totally fine. We wouldn't change our minds with what we're doing, even though this Uh lies." Just stop talking. Don't even say that. Um, Kalmas, as the Tokra historians had speculated, you know, forever that Ra didn't actually kill Egeria, but they never hoped that she'd actually be found. Mm -hmm. And Malik wants her released now. Yeah. Every moment she's held in this condition is an affront to the Tok'ra. And Sam's like... Like, I know that it's that the symbiotes and yeah. they wouldn't recognize it, but I feel like somehow they should have known it was her when they were in the room. Just me talking. Just me talking. Like, they should have been like, I How feel a disturbance in the force. <laughs> Ajiria. Um, anyway. and, and Sam's like, we're going to go talk to him now. I mean, if you had something to offer them, like an antidote, yeah. that'd be great. Probably go a long way. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, about that. We're running into some problems. We don't negotiate with people that <laughs> steal our queen. 
Done. Also, there's some weird genetic structures. The drug shouldn't, like, should work better than it currently is. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how to make it better. And we don't know how to fix it. And it's a mystery. And we can't help the parents. We just want our queen back. And now we just really can't because we're so can't. We just, we can't help you. So you just, you should give her back. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and they go, they go and negotiate with the Pagarins, and there's no way the Pagarins could have known this. Okay, but they still did the thing. They still did the thing. Um, also, the Tokraha want her released immediately. Mm-hmm. Tegar's like, that would kill a huge part of our population. Tokra don't care. Yeah. Um, and the, the only reason you have any of your population at this point is because of her, so fuck well, you. Well, no, to be fair, they would still have their population. Yeah. They, they wouldn't have lost... They actually... They did this to themselves. They did this to, partly as they did this themselves. I, I Like, as much as I, I, I dig on the Tok'ra, yeah. I'd be like, fuck off, this is ours. I don't even think I'd ask this and nicely. There's, and there's also the whole point of, like, yeah, you might lose, uh, you know, tens of thousands of people, but the Tok'ra, this is their only hope for non-extinction. Literally extinction, yeah. Literally extinction level event. Um, and Dolan's like, well, have you made any progress in giving us an antidote? Crickets. I would have been like, bitch, please, I don't have to give you shit. Crickets. Give me back my queen. Yeah. So the conversation moves to the lab. And Tegar is like, no, you can't have her. And Malik's like, yeah, we're going to take her. Yeah. Basically, there's no, yeah. no, there's no negotiation going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dolan and Tegar really regret the situation. But, look, we can't free her because all of our people would die. So unless you have the antidote, we're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. And the Tok'ra don't give no shits because mm-hmm. they're, we can't. We can't make an This antidote. is just what it is now. Yeah. The, basically, the genetic structure of the symbiotes is fucked, and we can't do anything about it. Yeah. So, rock hard place, basically. Yeah. Um, and again, Malik points out, we will literally be extinct. You're just going to lose some people. Deal with it. Yeah. Um... So sometime later, we are inside Ajiria's tank room looking through... It's actually at the same time this conversation is yeah. going on. Looking through the disgusting water, and you hear a bl- zap blast outside, and Kelma opens the door and approaches the tank with reverence, and you have a great music cue squ- Yeah, here. this is this is a good... This is good stuff. And this is where you're like, oh yeah, Kelma was not in the room huh. in the other scene. Good call with your stealth moves getting out of there. So the conversation in the other room continues. No ground is made. Uh, Malik is, you know, suddenly insulted that a sentient being would be used in this manner, which is not All how All of a he, sudden it fucking matters. Uh-huh, which is not how we felt at all when it was a gold queen. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then they get an alert that security was breached. And when they get there, Kelma is unconscious on the ground with her symbiote's well, Kelma. Yeah, Kelma's dead. on the ground, dead. The uh, again, her host. We for these people who are so we have equal. You know, we have this equal equal balance between the goat. The Jesus Christ between the host and the Gould. We never learn the host name in this. That's true. We just know her as Kelma. We only know the Gould's name. Yeah. Anyways, Kelma gave or her the life. name. So that her host could be the host to Nigeria. Follow that. Say and that. I have some says. major questions here because that queen was fucking huge. Did she like split yeah. from her egg sac? Yeah. Where's the rest of her? Where's the rest of her? Is there just like I know I thought that too. I was like, that's not. Is there just like leftovers in the tank? There's leftovers just coursing through what's her name's uh, body. 
She's just gonna poop her out later. It's so disgusting. So disgusting. I grossed myself out. Uh, yeah. So Jack <laughs> okay. is very interested in the microscope. <laughs> and and Jack's like, well, maybe they actually do have a cure and they're holding it out to get what they want. Yeah. Which makes no sense because giving them the cure would give them the queen. Right. Right. They wouldn't hold it back. What more do they want to leverage? All they want is the queen. Yeah. Yeah. And all the other people want is a cure. Yeah, there's no more to haggle or more to... And yeah. Sam and Sam disagreed, but Jack's like, well, they're pissed off. Yeah. And Sam's like, well, yeah, they are pissed off and they have good rights to be pissed off. Um, and to Jack, for all their fancy moral high grounds and coexisting with humans, quote unquote... We're just a nice place to live for them. Ding, ding, ding. Which is completely kind. Of I'm with Jack on this one. And Sam doesn't like that they would lie and doom thousands of, you know, the idea that they would lie and doom thousands of innocent lives. And Jack's like, that's literally what Egeria just did. Yeah. Because now they're fucked and they don't have a cure and they don't have more symbiotes. Yep. And we find out that Egeria is now awake. Ta-da. So Malik is kneeling in front of Egeria with great honor and Egeria is like, stand up. Don't be a douche. Uh, Kalma <laughs> gave her life to free Egeria, but it was too late. Um, you know, she, she was right. Like, I'm dying. Mm. And, you know, she's like, I, I learned what the Tok'ra have become from the host, which still has no name. And she's very proud of her children and that she, she gets the full history. And, um, you know, Malik introduces the Tari. And Egeria was told that the Tari still hope that the Pangarans, you know, can live on, that we can help them despite what they did to her. Hmm. Seems like, yeah, look, it was a shitty mistake, but it wasn't done maliciously. Uh, but it's still it's a, sort of you 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 mess with nature. And you tortured. And you shall atone. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, except for, again, the whole testing thing, it was... Uh, anyways. Yeah, it's not good style. It's not. It's really not. It's all of this is real shitty. And Nigeria says that her act wasn't malicious either, which we don't find out what that is yet. First, we go back off to the yeah, deep sites. Yeah, uh-huh. And Jonas goes and sits with Zena, who's deep in thought. And Jonas tells a story of why he left his world. And he tries to make the equations of, you know, he left. They were trying to create a bomb to destroy things. At yeah. least the Pangarans had good intentions in trying to cure their people and prevent disease. Yeah, they compare, like, emo homeworld to Basically, yeah. yeah. Compare notes. And Zena fears that... And then they do it again. They do it again. Doing it, doing it, doing it. And... And Zena fears, she's like, look, I don't care if I die. My main fear is that my people still have learned nothing. And Jonas is like, no, but they think they've already learned something. And Zena goes, you're too much of a goddamn optimist if you're yeah, actually thinking Yeah, can you stop? Okay, shit. fine. You are the sunshine you're one of us. <laughs> God. I win. You're a little bit annoying now. <laughs> um, back with the jury, we learned what she meant. She passed on the flawed gene that prevents them creating an antidote. She purposely sabotaged her offspring, hoping that they would prove useless. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was hoping that the Pangarans would stop their research when they discovered that point. Yeah, no but shit. But no, uh, they... Because they dumb. Yeah. They just kept on, kept keeping on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then being dependent on this drug is not when she intended it to right. be. Right, right. Um, Malik's like, well, it's their fault, not yours. Kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Ajiria says that they don't deserve to die, not when it can be prevented. Um, because Ajiria created the flaw, she does know how to fix it. It feels like an easy answer, but fine. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, we have to end the have to end the episode in four. Gotta wrap anyway. it up, yeah. And I do, I do get the feel that Dolan actually is sincere here when he thanks her and asks for forgiveness. Um, yeah, but I wonder if they've learned their lesson. Now, whether they've learned their lesson, I don't know. Um, but you know, I think like I think if we came back in a year, they'd have got another fucking gold. See, and that's the part where I don't know. I think it would be more of the planet sort of split into two different camps. Mm-hmm. You would have the camp where it's like, no, uh, we need to, you know, our health and we need to live. And, you know, the ghoul are bad guys and this is just what we do. And then the other half w- might have actually learned from this. I think Zena, yeah. I think Dolan may have actually gone like, hey, we Let's can't stop do this. this to Senate creatures. Yeah. You know, and there might be on the side of let's find an actual good queen just to kind of what Zena was trying to do to be the short term goal. And we're honestly are working on the solution to this right. to get us off to this. Stop. Yeah, um, I do. Well, think and let's like, stop using it for new yes. children. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jerry, I get the feel is sort of annoyed she has to do this. But I do think she she's going to prove a die proving a point. Yeah. Basically, yep. this will be her last act. And she wants you know, the Tokra spirits and her legacy is going to live on because she is saving the people that essentially killed her. Mm -hmm. And at some point later, her body is taken through the Stargate by some Tokra. uh, And, um, and man, there are some epic music cues in this episode because there's another one right here. Yeah, this is a good, good little like ceremonial end to the things and... Yeah, it's it's a bummer. It's a bummer that she's dead because she's like the one real Tokra, mm-hmm. like the true the OG. Yeah, Malik's gonna have a prototype for the antidote ready soon, and even Tagar here sort of softened. He's grateful for everyone's efforts, and Dolan hopes that they can overcome any distrust they developed between the, the peoples, mm-hmm. and they can start fresh. So they can have an actual long lasting friendship between them. Yeah, it might be a while. It's not gonna happen right away. Might be a little bit. I'm um, a little mad at them, but fuck it. Yeah. And then save Dial's home with Fade to Black. Yeah. Ta da! Uh, I like that ending. That it was interesting little just the DHD. Yeah. Got a nice just little, focus like, on the it's DHD. It's all me now. Uh-huh. Here's my big moment. It's my shining moment. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Uh, this episode's heavy. It's very heavy, and it's very, you don't know what side to cheer for. Or, or you just don't cheer. Yeah, like, you just don't you cheer. You just cheer like, for Jonas and Zenon. I basically... Hooking up. <laughs> you basically, That's what I cheer it's for. It's like the one bright spot in the episode. Yeah. Um, so we have two more Indeeds, right? We have two more Indeeds to add to the list. We're going to start right. I'm going to... You know, it's a good point. I haven't been able to do my due diligence to go back and check. I'm actually going to double check that this number is correct when I have the oh. time in a couple weeks. I'm actually going to go through... Um, you know, the, I, there's transcripts that other people have helpfully written for all these episodes yes. that I use. You mean you're actually, not just going to watch all the episodes Yeah, I'm going to watch all the episodes All again. 120 episodes. Um, so I'm actually going to go through and do some searching and make sure I have all the indeeds. Boom. I like um, it. That will not happen for next week. It will happen like in a month. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> uh, when I'm done with the move. Um, and yeah, so does this, does this go on your list at all? Because I'll be honest, it doesn't go on my list. I was trying to think if there's anything I needed to bump off. But the the last one on there is Allegiance. And yeah. Allegiance is which one again? The last episode. The one we just did, yeah. which I really enjoyed. Yeah, this there's so, too many. There's Because I can't come on the side to actually root for in this episode, it's well, really it hard for me to Well, it was one of those where it. if I had a throwaway episode to pull off there, yeah. then I was going to let it on. But yeah. I don't. I like all the episodes I have on there for now. Yeah. So next up is Prometheus. Mm-hmm. 
Which I think there's a couple elements that you're really going to enjoy in this episode. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Is Fassbender in it? I'm making fun of the Prometheus movie. Thank goodness. Ultimately, it's a good thing, as much as I like him. Um, it's just him and them. It's just the movie. It's not yeah, him. I know. I know. It's silly. Um, I'm ready. Let's do it. Prometheus, there's going to be a lot of fire involved. The end. <laughs> Gotta go by. No. <laughs> okay. You can find us. Um, oh, wait. Sorry. That's okay. We had um, um, a couple new patrons. We got new patrons to say thank you to. Pardon um, me as I look these up because I forgot to look it up earlier. Nixie is going to look them up. And while she looks them up, I will give you guys all our tags. So on Twitter. Oh, no, I already have it. Oh, just kidding. Uh, Thank you to Matt Leach. Uh, Thank you to Tom Petrie. Yep. Um, And we love you guys. You know where to find us. I got really distracted because the Google Doodle showed up. (laughs) And it's, it's Maria Felix, who I really love. Um, Again, this is the difference. I read that going Maria Felix. It's Maria Felix, dude. I, I, She's like the, the yes. Betty Davis, the Joan Crawford, the Catherine mm-hmm. Hepburn. All rolled into one. No, she's one. freaking gorgeous. Yeah, she's amazing. She's she's goals. Um, anyway, uh, on Twitter, we're at Terra Podcast. <laughs> on Facebook, we're at There's No Place Like Terra. You can email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Terra. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, we'll see you next week with Prometheus. Actually, I was going to say real quick <gasps> before we go, we... Um, so for patrons, oh. you will know that we've started doing, and we mentioned this last episode, started doing video casts, and it's just basically, we record videos of us doing this podcast. Yeah. And um, it was the Patreon goal. Oh, um, yeah. And we're still right now sort of working with the equipment that we have. We don't necessarily have yet any specific yeah. video re- Yes, please yes. excuse our growth. We're growing. We wanted to, we didn't want to wait till we have the right stuff to give you videos, but we had, um, we had a poll for our patrons, um, basically to see, because they're the ones, we love our patrons and they're the ones that got us to this goal of being the video casts. Um, so what we did is we actually ran a poll on whether, um, our patrons wanted us to keep these videos as Patreon exclusive so that, you know, it's only takes a dollar a month to become a patron and there's a bunch of fun stuff. We haven't done as any tangent cast on there as we normally do but again it's a crazy month so we're trying to get stuff up there but it's just not quite as much as we normally do we're getting through right it now. we're gonna it content. picks up real soon guys i promise anyways but we put a poll on there whether um these videos would stay as patreon exclusives or if we um or if we share with the world then we we're gonna share, share with the, the world. world they're basically so our videos are going to be patreon the video versions of these podcasts um will be patreon exclusives for a month and then will be released for the public over on youtube Ta-da! so once we get that going we'll share the youtube channel with yes. you guys um until then we'll see you with fire prometheus yes prometheus fire and i'm just gonna decide that it's about fire um, I really right. hope I have my Greek reference right. I think so. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> Anyways, bye. <laughs>